0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back for
1: another episode.
0: Another, With episode.
1: another <laughs> episode.
0: With your hosts, Rhonda and Julia.
1: Da, 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 do, da, do, do. Did you just create a jingle? <laughs> I did. Do you like it? I loved it. Oh, you did? Actually, yeah, it was cute. Oh my god, I believed you. Oh, that's great. But no, are you lying or are you telling the truth? No, it's just. It was just cute. It was. It just came from the soul. Thank you. Um,
0: hi everybody. I hope everyone's doing okay. Um, if you're not doing okay, that's that's okay too. And mm-hmm. today we're gonna kind of continue our conversation from last Monday, in which we were talking about physical health. And exercise And what we've been doing in this quarantine time With all of that And we thought that it would make sense To continue the conversation And today talk about Instead of talking about physical health Talk about what we've been doing for our emotional health For our social health For our mental health And also then at the end We're going to give some like suggestions About things that we've been loving Books, podcasts, etc A little binge this moment And we just want to share with you guys What's been working for us, and if you're looking for some things to try to incorporate into those other areas of your life or those other areas of health, maybe this will maybe this will help or bring some inspiration.
1: Yeah, Julie and I were just talking about how every single day has been kind of different and every minute's every, different. Everything is just it's just different. Like I, I feel like I have moments where the days are really good and I'm in a really great mood and then I kind of get more moody as the day goes on and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a it's a weird time for everyone. We're all in this together and and it's it's just weird. So hopefully we can bring some light, some some moments of making you feel less alone, some tips on how to spend your time if you choose to spend your time in that way, but I know we normally provide and we will towards the beginning of the episode like Julia said some Tangible tools and tips for all the other stuff and then we want to give you some lighthearted, loose stuff that doesn't take as much <laughs> Emotional and physical energy too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be fun
0: I know like things have felt really heavy and you're seeing we're seeing a lot of things on social media that can make us feel heavy But we're here to be we're here to be light We're here to talk about positive things and things that have just been helpful and positive to us So what what do you have to ahead. say?
1: No, no, I was going to, I was allowing you to introduce our next segment.
0: Oh, before we introduce our next segment, though, <laughs> I just want to throw out there that there is going to be some really exciting news coming out for Roaring
1: 20s podcast soon. So soon. And we're mm-hmm. going to leave it at a cliffhanger, but you will catch us popping champagne super soon. <laughs> yeah, in- oh yeah. We'll have to put it on Instagram. We will. Our friend Athena got the most beautiful bottle engraved. Um, bottle. And we've, and we've been waiting. We're like, what are we gonna use this for? And now we have the perfect reason. Sheep. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. But yeah, so like, look out for
0: that. But like, yeah. let's get into it. So, Brenda, what are some things that have been helping you? Um, with your emotional and mental health, have you have any have you had any daily practices you've been doing? I know we talked about morning routine, but I'm more interested in like really specific daily practices or like things throughout your day that make you feel really happy or comforted or safe. Any of those things have been have been coming up?
1: Oh this shoot, is- we didn't do our pride and pickle. Yeah. <gasps> Fuck. Why did you ruin me? You just looked really into it. <laughs> Oh my
0: God! Okay, sorry guys, I'm terrible. Okay, here we go. We're taking it back. Here we go. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know everyone. Everyone is looking forward to it. It's time for
1: Pride and Pickle. Oh, friend is dancing. When she's dancing. <laughs> I am. That's actually part of the part of the jingle. Just <laughs> silent dance at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, Brad and Michael. Right. So kick it off. Let me kick it off. Let's think. Let's think about this week. Honestly, this whole week feels like a year, so I'm trying to remember what is actually part of this week. It's so true. Um my pride. My pride is honestly. Yeah, I have so much fun with my grandma, and she just brings this like little child out of me. So um, I'm proud of myself, I guess. I don't know. My pride is just that I I love my grandma. That doesn't even make any sense, but um, no, finding finding joy in your
0: time with your grandmother that's a great pride.
1: Yeah, and I I think that it's very I don't know I I, t- I make it a point to try and spend time with her throughout the days, and um, it's just nice. It's nice because it. You can tell when people feel appreciated and noticed and valued. And I think she really does appreciate, especially when she's very bored. She loves to shop and loves to go out um, that we're, we're spending that time together. And I'm obviously very grateful that she's healthy. So all great things. Um, and my pickle is I have this. This is like actually kind of really deep, it seems. But I have this like idea that I have to keep people interested in me, like friends, partners like every partner is just one just one um (laughs) just for me no just for me right now no judgment at all everybody love is love um but for me just just one and I I just have this fear all the time that I have to keep people interested in something that I've definitely been exploring and have found during this time like more roots of and stuff that I won't get into but um it's, it's been a challenge, honestly, because I think that we have different forms of communicating now. You know, some people are still working. Some people are at home. Some people are working from home. Some people don't have a job right now. Um, so I think just trying to navigate how to communicate with people that I love in a way that feels good for both of us, but also keeps us connected and trying not to let that fear that's somewhat irrational in a lot of my relationships to, like, overpower my emotions altogether. And how I go about my day.
0: Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that right now, feeling, you know, especially feeling extra distant from people at this time. And I'm sure a lot of people are are
1: feeling that too, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're not alone. And it's so interesting because I'm, we'll, we'll get into how we're going through our, our social health and all that stuff, but I feel like so connected to so many people. And then somehow there are moments where you still kind of feel like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> when is this going to Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like you said before, like every day is different every, and really every moment's different because we're all just kind of figuring our way out through this. And it's okay for like one day to feel really up and really connected and really progressive and the ne- for the next day to feel really down and really disconnected and really uninspired. Like I think that that's totally okay. And like, that's how I've been feeling a lot. Like one day's amazing and one day sucks. And it's, I think that the goal for like at least myself is to try to find more of a balance and more of a steady kind of equilibrium and not so much up and down but right now it's okay to be up and down because the our the world is so up and down so I think that that's yeah. like all fair and love and war
1: yeah definitely and I think a lot of people are definitely struggling with We we've talked about it last episode and stuff but I just hear it coming up and again and again and again that people are keep coming back to, I just don't understand why I'm feeling this way and feeling guilt for what they feel. And just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this is just your, your Monday reminder that whatever you feel is okay. It's, you know, you're not ungrateful. It's important to be grateful for what you do have, but it's not a bad thing for you to, to somehow sometimes have moments where you're fixating on stuff that feels hard or feels different. Just because we are people that love to be in the know and love to have control. And we don't feel like we have that much control of things right now. So I think it's important to find things that do help keep you as, you know, as level-headed as you possibly can be. And we'll get into some of our tips for that and how they've been working for us and how in some moments they might not work for us, <laughs> but what totally. we do after that. Totally. But what about you, too?
0: Um, for me, my pride this week was I've been making a lot of really yummy meals. Oh,
1: jealous. I love and when I- you
0: I love to cook and I actually cook a lot usually. Like, I always kind of cook a lot, but obviously, I've been cooking even more. And I just have been really proud of how all my meals have been coming out. I've been making a lot of yummy stuff. I made an Italian wedding soup, which was really delicious and healthy and healing. And I made eggplant parmesan for the first time yesterday, which came out really good. And I have just been making a lot of yummy things and I'm really enjoying cooking. And that's been a really
1: big pride for me. Oh, I love that. Me and Julia have said that she has to come over and teach me how to cook. Like guys, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, (laughs) No shame against myself, but it's not my strong suit. (laughs) I've had like moments where I've had spurts of like, oh yeah, let me cook. Let me try and cook. Let me meal prep. And I've, I'm proud of myself because for people who know me, I've made a lot of um, advancements in that place. But for example, like I have to really plan ahead in order to know know what I'm going to do. Whereas Julia just like is like, oh, I have this. I have this. Let me whip something up. She literally came to my house and I just (laughs) looked at her and I'm like, I think you have to make dinner. I and we whipped something out. up. We did it. It was delicious, but it's just so there were little groceries.
0: We were like, what can we take from the cupboard to make something?
1: I know we were just so hungry. My mom was, I didn't know when she was coming home to like provide more groceries for us to use. Right. Cause she and was I mean, at the just, store. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so funny how I think about like certain relationships in your life where you like, I don't know people you're like not as close with. I'm like, Oh gosh, like I really have to impress them and do this. And I just like looked at Julia. I'm like. I don't know what to do. You gotta, you gotta help me out. (laughs) It was fun. But like, I know a
0: lot of people, like cooking is not for everybody. And like, that is fair. Like if you're not, if you don't think you're good at cooking or if you don't enjoy cooking, like that is so fair. And like, I know a lot of people have been posting on Instagram about all the things they're making, but like, you don't have to do that. If you just like to eat something like, you know, pre-prepared or order in or like, you know make something simple, that is fine. You don't have to become like a master chef in this time. But for me, like cooking really brings me like so much joy and I make it like a whole experience. Like I light a can, some candles in the kitchen. I pour myself a glass of wine. I put on the food documentary on my Netflix, on my laptop while I'm cooking. And it's like a whole, it's like, it's really an experience for me and I just love it. So yeah. if you want to like try cooking, like I would say, you know, obviously like go ahead, find a recipe that looks fun, that looks like in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. and then make it an experience. Pour a glass of wine, put on a show on Netflix. It it could be fun. I love
1: that, Jew, And I think you, you bring up a really good point about people feeling a lot of shame around cooking. I know I personally do. Mm-hmm. And I think, I wonder if it's something that a lot of women out there feel if they don't fit into that category because yeah, although sure. we are super far ahead of where we once were. I feel like there is this like idea that women should be good cooks and Mm -hmm. should be able to make meals for their partner or that both of them should be. And I think it does build up a little bit of pressure. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that you said that to people that this doesn't have to be the time that you become a cook. And if you never want to be one, that's okay too. Um, but I think you're right. It is a, a time where if you're able, if you are bored and can make it an experience, Of of learning a little bit, it's just like it's almost funny how nothing ever comes out the way I plan.
0: (laughs) My mom (laughs) just like practice, right? And it's it's about it's about the fun. It's about the joy. Like you know, it's about the joy of like the experience of cooking. Like it doesn't have to be just like the outcome of the food. Like make it a fun experience, especially if you can do with people that you love. Like even better.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I, I foresee wanting to figure out in the future. My parents are such good cooks. So I'm like, they are. they're really good. They're cooks. really great. And they just, they're, they just whip up whatever. So, um, I definitely aspire to do that. And at some point in life I will, but until now I'm going to be making some, some pies that don't look like pies
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, your pick
1: a process. But it's funny that you,
0: it's funny that you said that about, I mean, not funny, but it's interesting that you said that about like the women feeling like, I know like some women feeling like, oh, like if I can't cook is like, you know, that, does that make me a good partner? Because like, unfortunately we <laughs> still do carry those stereotypes with us, even though like we're way past where we are on the way past that. Like those stereotypes still kind of exist even subconsciously sometimes. And it's funny because like sometimes I'll find myself being like, to Chris being like, oh well, why don't you ever cook me dinner? Like I cook us three meals a day, every day, like blah, blah. And then I'm like, wait, I don't want him to cook for me. I love to cook. Like it's funny yeah. how we can like battle with ourselves about like feeling like feeling the need to feel equal in our relationship. But like him cooking for me does not make us equal in our relationship because that would actually be taking something away from me because I, lo- I like to cook. So isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I always think about that because like I th- yeah, I want to be equal in our relationship. And like, I feel like we are, but
1: like that doesn't do that because that takes away my joy actually. Right. And that's so interesting because I think about like my grandma's very traditional and culture and all these things, but she's always saying to me and she's not trying to be mean. It's just, it's naturally the way that she thinks. And I can't particularly judge her for what she knows or believes, but I can try and just give her some more knowledge in of course, you know, other things. But um, she does always ask me, she's like, Well, when you move in with Chris, like, aren't you nervous? Like, aren't you nervous that you don't know how to cook? Like, I can teach you. And it it does make me wonder too. Like, so many people do well, no, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people do kind of figure out their cooking vibe by this, like at this point. So I wonder if like all of like people telling me that I should all this time has made me almost more resistant to it. Yeah, I could. Um and also I think the I don't know. I find, I find that like, I like to plan out my day and cooking does obviously take time. So by the time that you're done cooking, if you don't plan the right way, like you're already really hungry. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's also like a little deeper that's um, impacted me in terms of cooking is I, once I started like getting into like all the dieting and stuff, I was always really scared of like ingredients. I know I've experienced this with Julia. I'm like, mm-hmm. Julia, don't put too much olive oil in there. Cause I think that, when you don't have what I find peace in sometimes, right? I've gotten so much better about this, but is knowing exactly how much of everything is in something. Mm-hmm. So when someone's clicking who doesn't have that idea, including my mom, I start to get like a little worried sometimes. And sometimes to this day, I'm like, not even worried, but I think there's this huge control factor that I have in many aspects that I have to be a little bit more diligent at releasing. But because I think I haven't found joy in cooking or good goodness in what I cook because I've always made it as plain or as bland or as low calorie Mm as I can. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: so it's interesting because whenever my parents cook, when Julia cooks, and that's not to say that they use like terrible ingredients, not at all, but because it tastes delicious. And I'm like, I can never make something like this, but I also haven't fully allowed myself to make it more, more of something like flavorful. And, you know, Absolutely.
0: And your, our beliefs around food can really, can really dictate kind of the way that we cook. Like it is funny because like my belief about olive oil is completely different than Brenda's belief about (laughs) olive oil. And it's like, and yes, of course there are like nutrition facts that are set in stone, but like there's some stuff that depending on kind of what like lifestyle or diet, and I'm not using the word diet in a way of like moderation. I'm using the word diet of like truly of what you eat. And what you like to eat, um, it, it, it does. It can inform that, and and that's. I think that that's totally fair, and I think that there's a lot of people in that boat with you, Bud. That you know have maybe had struggle with food before, and and are trying to find a balance between like how can I make something delicious for myself and still stick to you know either rules that I have for myself or how can I release those rules. And I think that that's totally valid and fair.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely possible, and and that to yeah. it's definitely possible to find things that are. Yummy and satisfying and <laughs> yummy, what a strange word, and also Ooh. can can uphold some sort of just healthy standard and oh, it yeah. doesn't have to be all the time but it's it's so possible um. So yeah. Wow. We talked about that more than I thought we would. No, it's okay. It's so fun because that is, I mean, it does
0: bleed into our, what we're going to go into because like cooking for me is something that it helps my mental health so much because like it really is like a time. Like if I carve out like an hour to prep a meal, that is time that is like joyful for me. It's relaxing to me. I'm not thinking about anything else except like the ingredients and what I'm making. And I'm very like tactical, like doing something with my hands makes me feel really good and like really peaceful and presence. For me, cooking is one of those things that has been helping my mental health because it's like an hour for me. I have a good glass of wine and it's just like doing something with my hands that makes me feel really present and peaceful. So that definitely bleeds over into what we're going to talk about. But uh, let me throw in my quick pickle, quick pick. Oh, quick pick. pick. Okay. Is um, just feeling really down about, about not being able to work and And I know that I have a lot to be grateful for, a lot of resources and health and stuff that others don't have. So just trying to find a balance between like, it's okay to be sad about not being working, but still being, you know, grateful for what I do have and stuff. So just feeling a little down about, Not being able to work just because my work is so so tied to my purpose and Mm -hmm. so tied to my identity, and I love that about it. So it's hard when you feel like you can't do your purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just I can't work and it has nothing to do with like money. I mean, money would be good, but like it has nothing to do with like the work, it has to do with like I feel like I cannot do my purpose
1: right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so. And that's really, really hard. Yeah. And first for every reason, of course, even if it's not your the forefront of your of of your why that financially it's impactful. It's impactful socially. You're not even if you're still taking some classes, you're not seeing the people that you love and appreciate and their energy that you feed off of, besides over Zoom and your classes.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. Um, you know, you get something totally different from that. And also when something is tied to your identity so much, which this is. That is like the most impactful thing that can happen is when you don't feel like you're aligning with your highest self and your truest identity, it's Mm going to take the most energy and effort and sadness. So that makes complete sense. But hopefully all that will change soon.
0: Yes. And just trying to do the things that I can do to like, you know, when we do come out of this to be, you know um, better and readier and all those stuff for, you know, when I can, can get back to working. But yeah, it's hard when it's like, so tried, it's like, I kind of feel like a piece of myself is like missing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really, it'd be really helpful to do an episode on like identity and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, I think it's really powerful in the way that we behave and act and feel and yeah. Coming at you, future app. And Haley just texted us a really beautiful quote that we might like, maybe we should read it. Oh, can you share it? Yeah, she just texted us and from one of her books, obviously, because she's always (laughs) reading. She just said, life is not unlike cinema. Each scene has its own music and the music is created for the scene. Woken you, what? It in ways we do not understand. No matter how much we may love the melody of a bygone day or imagine the song of a future one. We must dance within the music of today, or we will always be out of step, stumbling around in something that doesn't suit the moment.
0: I love that. Dance within the music for today. I love that. I love that too. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Haley. That was a great one. Yay. Oh, I love sharing. I love sharing like fun things like that. Yeah, oh, me too. Please send in all of your quotes, <laughs> yeah, quotes, poems, books, everything. We're gonna share them. We'll, we'll love share. That. Um, cool. Okay, so Bud, so what are some things? As I had said previously before Brad and Figgle, what are some things that have been that you've been doing for your emotional and and mental health?
1: Yeah, I think talking through things is really helpful for me because if I don't talk to someone and I whether it be like a a coach or I think right now it's really mostly been friends, but if I don't talk things out, I find that they just like marinate in my brain and then I just sit in it. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of get confused by it. So for me being aware of it and kind of not just awareness, because sometimes I can get hung up on just knowing and not being able to kind of change something. So bringing it up um, to someone is really, really helpful. Even this morning, like before we got on this, and started recording, um, I woke up and I told Julie, I'm like, this is kind of what's on my heart right now. And this is kind of what I didn't say I need your your attention to this, but she gave it to me anyway. So yeah, I think talking things out has been really, really helpful and talking about them in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling this. And then I'll text Ashley and send her a voice note and be like, hi, this is what's on my mind right now. Um, and that's been helpful to get feedback in the moment of someone looking at it. From a logical point of view and not like such a heavily emotional mm-hmm. type of way so that's been really helpful to me also journaling has been really helpful i do it as part of my morning routine but i know we've never really specified like what exactly we go into and it is different every day but i definitely do gratitude through things that i'm grateful for which i've mentioned before my intentions which i've mentioned um but the journaling part i always write something that like is worrying me. And then I counteract that, which I think I've shared. But the reason that I'm saying that is because that's different every day. So it's helpful to go into the day kind of knowing what's at the forefront of my brain and what's worrying me and then having something to kind of counteract that so that I can choose which thoughts to pay attention to. Love that. And something that's really helped from Jesse's morning routine. And I wonder if you have any Similarities, Jew, is she has kind of recently been giving more of a mantra of the day. And in moments where I'm like really overwhelmed with emotion or confused or whatever, I come back to that. Like yesterday, it was patience is my power. And the day before that, it was confidence is my power. And it just reminds me like having that one phrase to go back to allows me to like put myself back in the moment where I was attempting to feel grounded mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. And it just like reminds me of everything that she said before that. So that just having kind of a phrase of the day to go into has been really helpful a mantra of the day if you will and although it is like physical recently just like exercise has really been helping me and everyone is it's so interesting to me that everyone is so different in what type of exercise they like like ash sent me a video yesterday of this like yoga core thing and i was like that's incredible i'm so happy you're doing that i'm so happy you're because you enjoy it and you found something that you really like and she's like i know you're not really a yoga person and i'm like. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. But I respect, obviously, everyone who does. I just have such a different level of what feels good to me because, for some reason, I want to be drenched. Like I want to be dripping sweat. Um, in I don't know, in a way that that just feels. I don't know how to describe this. Like, like everything is like releasing from my body, which is why I've liked hot yoga mm-hmm. in the past. But yeah, so those have been some of the things that have been working for me. And that's not to say that I am 100% grounded all the time. No way but it's something to go back to and something that I don't think I've incorporated in the past. I think in the past I've just like cried it out and then been like, okay, but now I I kind of have some more ways to be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And now what? Like, yeah. now what can I do? I think it's also nice to like take the time to acknowledge like
0: even the little things in our day that make us feel safe, grounded, you know, happy. I think it's like it's really great to like take the time to acknowledge those things because sometimes we could so passively like do them. But when you endow something with like, with whatever word or thing that is like important to you, like this is a thing that makes me feel safe or this is a thing that makes me feel confident or when you endow things with, with those, with that power, I, it can be so helpful. Just as the same as if we endow something with, you know, a negative
1: thing, yeah, how
0: powerful definitely. it
1: can be. Yeah. And I know that in the past, I've like, when I was really struggling, like body image wise, I would have affirmations. We talked about this with Gabby, I think, but um, in whatever thing is happening with you, if you have affirmations that you can write down that you can really try to believe Mm -hmm. and repetition is everything. So I would literally set an alarm at times when I knew I would have my lunch break at my old job. And then later on in the day after I would leave, I would set an alarm and I would say them at least three times a day, even if it was in my head, But just getting those thoughts in your head, because we so often repeat negative things and they're very similar, is I would take my most negative thoughts about myself and I would counteract them with positive ones and positive things I could turn into beliefs. I would repeat them, even if it wasn't out loud, on those alarms throughout the day. And of course, like sometimes I would have a client and I'm like, oop. <laughs> so then I would just snooze it and just make sure that it would happen again. And that was really, really transformative. That's
0: great. Cause that's literally like holding yourself accountable.
1: Yeah. And it's also like reminding you, because I think that when we were on a regular day, I don't know, it's easy to kind of just forget and, oh. and be like, Oh, well I'll do it later. And then never really do it. And I have to thank Haley I'll be brief on the relationship part, but I have to thank Haley for helping me come up with some stuff like during these quarantine times to help myself feel more safe in our relationship. There is literally nothing wrong in our relationship, but I'm just very insecure for things we'll get into another time just with like love and stuff. Like I mentioned before, I'm always scared someone's just going to lose interest in me no matter how much time we've been together. So Haley, on our long-distance episode, which was our fourth episode, I believe, talked about some stuff that she does with her boyfriend long-distance. And we were talking the other night, and now Chris and I, ever since all this quarantine stuff has started, we've been saying something we're grateful for every day at the end of the day, something that we miss about each other. And just because we're not together and when he's at work, he can't really... Text me as much, um, something that happened that day, or it's turned into like kind of everything that's happened that day, which makes me even more fulfilled. But just a way to stay connected and feel like, okay, this is what happened in his day. This is something that he's grateful for about his life. And I love just a grateful human being. And then something that he misses about me or about us.
0: I love that. And yeah, if anybody is away from their partner at this time, definitely go and take a listen to Haley's episode. She. Give some really great tangible tips about things that you can do during distance in a relationship. And she sheds so much light on it. And I think that for anyone that is away from their partner right now, her episode is really super helpful. So if you know anyone that's away from their partner and is struggling, send them that episode. Take a listen if it's you. It's so she really provides a lot of great tangible tips
1: she does and it, it really impacted me so thank you Hale. <laughs> and what about you do besides cooking
0: yeah so some things that have been helping my mental and emotional health a lot, a lot of little things like I said before I try to endow things with with that purpose so like making my coffee in the morning makes me feel really safe and happy it like warms up my body that feels really good um I always talk about daily stoic, reading my daily stoic every morning. Meditation, we talked about those in in morning routine episode. If you want to hear more about that, go listen to that. Um, lighting candles has really made me feel like safe. Putting on my, oil, my essential oil diffuser every morning, like that makes me feel really good. I really like kind of like setting the tone of the house. Just like with my morning routine, I like to like set the tone of my day. I like to do things around the house that like set the tone of the house because, like, then my space makes me. I don't know. I feel like endowing your space with things that make you feel safe, like, that really helps me with my emotional and mental health. So, like, making my bed in the morning, lighting my candles, putting on my oil diffuser, like, those things, making sure like the kitchen is tidy, the living room's tidy, like, when things are like clean and the house feels um purposeful like that it makes me feel really calm and stuff like that and i feel like those are things that definitely people can incorporate because it's simple like light a candle or like you know if you have the means or order an oil diffuser on amazon stuff like that that really helps me a lot also when i'm feeling anxious doing havening touch which uh, if you don't know about Havening, you can go listen to episode six with Scott Tolchin. Yes, that's my dad. But he's a Havening practitioner and an alternative healing practitioner and Having the skill of Havening Touch has really helped me in the times that I'm getting anxious. So if you want to learn about what that is, it's just, you know, it's just this touch that you do on yourself in certain places and it helps calm down your nervous system. And if you want to learn how to do that, go listen to episode six. Also on my dad's Facebook and on his Instagram, he is leading like online free videos about how to do Havening Touch. Uh, he's doing them for totally free. So if you are feeling anxious or depressed or scared or any of the things that shoot off of that, go over to his Facebook, go over to his Instagram. It's just Scott Tolchin. and he you can learn how to do the touch for free, and it's really helpful in in those times of like heightened emotion. So yeah, so that's been really helpful to me, and it's it's really easy to learn. Like it, you can basically learn it in ten minutes, and he's doing that for free. If if you're looking for some kind of thing like that. And yeah, I think that those are like the tangible things that I can share. Cool. There's more, but those have been
1: the forefront. I think those are all incredibly helpful. Yeah. And I've been doing a puzzle. That is fun too. Oh, I really need to get that stuff. My family doesn't have any board games, puzzles, and it's just, you know, actually, actually, um, we recently did get clue the only two board games that can be found in my house. <laughs> board games like aren't really in our in our culture, so it's <laughs> it's I don't know. We're we're working through it. We're trying to just you know assimilate a little more with some board games. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like a puzzle because I can do it myself, and I can like put on a show or a
0: podcast and like listen. Like I, that's what I've been doing at night. Like I've been listening to like a podcast, doing my puzzle, and that's been like really nice when I don't feel like watching TV or sometimes because like for me sometimes television can make me anxious, even though I love film and TV. Um, I think that's why. So, so yeah, that's been like a nice thing to do when I'm feeling bored of that other stuff. And also I forgot a really big one is that doing my nighttime skincare routine has been like the Uh, best thing ever. So like get yourself a face mask, get yourself some creams, get yourself some, some, uh, oils and do a facial massage, do a, I've been doing like at home spa every night. So I do like a face mask or I do like a little facial massage with some oil and putting on all my serums and like really enjoying doing it. Cause sometimes like when you get home at the end of the day, you're like so tired and I, you just want to like take off your makeup and like put on your skincare and go to bed. But I have so much time now. So like really enjoying doing my nighttime skincare routine. I have like a 10 plus step and just really like finding joy in doing it. I like, again, like I put on my podcast and I, Like take my time to do my skincare routine, and I like pretend I'm in my own mini spa, and that has been so
1: fun. That's awesome, Jewel. Give them your your warning about when you start using new products. I hate this answer. (laughs) Whenever Brenna asks me for a new product, I you know
0: not all the time, but a lot of times when you start using a new product, your skin might break out for a couple weeks. That is normal. You sometimes have that. to get past it. Not at, of course, sometimes the product is not right for your skin and you will continue to break out. But a lot of times with things that like acids or retinols or things like that, that are kind of tougher products, a lot of times you will break out for a couple weeks at first. So if you're trying some new skincare and you're breaking out a little bit, know that it's okay. If you're breaking out past like two or three weeks, the product's probably not right for you. But for that first,
1: like two, three weeks, you might break out and that's Okay. That's the area I'm so impatient in. Julia's like obsessed with skincare. Obsessed. I, I do like it.
0: Episode one day.
1: Yes, soon. Yeah, um, yeah. I do like it a lot, and I liked it especially when we got me a ten step. But I just I wasn't consistent enough to push past the breakout stage.
0: <laughs> you gotta be. patient, <laughs> You got to be patient. I don't think I have that, but I'm gonna work you on it. You have that. Is my power. Patience <laughs> is power. I like it. Um. It's so, Burnett, how about how about your social health? How's that been?
1: What's what have you been doing for that? Been pretty good. I feel like I'm on a Zoom every night, basically. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like zoom has been life. So during the week after work, I feel like most days on on the weekends, we like plan ahead and see what everyone's life is like, and when people can can zoom. So that's been really helpful. Also, usually during lunch, I'll go on a walk and Oh my god, I've talked about Ashley way too much in this episode. And she lives for when I bring her up, um, as if we're like celebrities, but I have to bring her up because <laughs> um, sometimes on lunch. I'll call her. And she just provides a lot of like comedic relief to my life. Of course, we have like a great and deep friendship too, but um, she just makes me laugh. So I feel like she brings a lot of like lighthearted energy to my that. day. Just like in the same way that people watch comedy, like I call Ashley and, and that's my, <laughs> my intake of coffee. Um, so yeah, that, that actually really is helpful. And it's not every day, but that's been good. And also spending time with my mom. I actually really love that aspect of this quarantine is that I get to spend more time with my mom because I feel like I've probably expressed on here, or maybe I haven't yet, that I feel so much guilt when I'm not with my family because I want to help and I want to be around and I've fe- felt very fulfilled in helping my brother with school and being able to spend time with my grandma and being able to spend time with my mom. So we've been watching some Netflix shows and yeah, I just find any time spent with her is really fulfilling because she means so much to me. So that's been a really positive part of all this.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I think otherwise, it's just been cool to be able to connect with people I haven't talked to in a while. I know like my freshman year roommate Maggie, we talk a little bit now, a little bit more than we have. Um, or my little Jordan, like just people that live far away that don't run in the same schedules that we do. I feel like I've been making an effort to connect with those people more and just giving it a try and being like, hey, maybe they're not doing anything right now, and then just like a really positive connection comes out of it. Yeah. Sure. Well, what about you?
0: Yeah, I I agree. Socially, I feel good. I do want to say though, like. At this time, like, we don't – and I think Zoom is amazing, and, like, I've been loving and feeling really grateful for, you know, being able to FaceTime my close friends and my family, and I am so grateful that we have that option. But also, like, sometimes FaceTime and Zoom and, like, whatever social connecting can, like, feel really good draining and it's okay to not want to like be on a Zoom call every night because sometimes you just want to be alone or just like be present or to like do or just watch a movie or like do something for you and like I feel like sometimes now a lot of people are reaching out and want to connect which I get and which is great but also you don't have to if you don't want to and it's okay to say like I love you I'm thinking about you but I don't have the energy to FaceTime or whatever tonight and that's totally fair and you also don't have to connect with everyone that you like Have ever known in your whole life. You don't have to talk to that freshman year roommate if you don't want to. If you do, that's great. But I just think that it can sometimes feel really overwhelming to feel like you have to give time and energy to others in a time where like time and energy is really hard. And even like when we're struggling emotionally and mentally, like some within ourselves, it's hard to it's hard to give that energy out other places. Sometimes it's really positive, like Brenda said, like having someone call that makes you laugh. But also if you're feeling like tired and that you want to just like be alone, that's okay. Because I feel like almost every night it's been a Zoom call. and a lot of ways, I'm super grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have people that want to talk to me and that I want to talk to. And like some nights it's amazing. And then some nights it's okay to feel
1: like you don't want to exert that energy. Absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point that there are a lot of, even when we're presenting all these things, there's such a, I think there's a lot of pressure surrounding like that this should be a time of you doing all the things. And this should be the time where you should be connecting with everyone and should be making the most out of your time that you're home. And I think that that provides also a lot of security to people who are like, I don't feel like doing any of those things. And I think that, that that's okay. So I'm glad that you shared that.
0: Yeah. Cause it can, it, it takes a lot of energy to to talk to people. It does. It's okay if there's only certain people you want to talk to or if like there's days that you don't want to talk and days that you do. I just think that that's all fair and we don't need to feel the pressure to like have to chat and catch up with everybody in the world.
1: Absolutely and I think that it's hard because even like in social media and in a comparison type of way I see like I feel like it's filled with people on a zoom call like you know what I mean So I feel like that could cause some pressure too and oh gosh is this what I should be doing or that's why it's I think it's hard to be to share on social media or sometimes why there's anything that we present is said with like hey it's what works for us and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to work for you and there's never any pressure behind it because even tips sometimes can make people feel like shoot should that be what I'm doing right now and I think I love that There are so many people sharing things as well that are like, it's, it's up to whatever you want to do at this time. Some people are hustling at their highest right now. Some people are resting at their highest and Mm -hmm. some people are doing a combination of both.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm a combination. Like some days are
1: really great and some days I have done absolutely nothing and that's okay. Yeah. Which is also really great because we need yeah. that. And I, it's so weird because I was talking to Markella the other day and she was like, I've always asked myself, what would I do if everything was just canceled? <laughs> and like, we're living in that reality. Yeah, right it now. Is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that even though I'm still working from home during the day, like, most things that I was looking forward to were canceled and, and it's okay, but it's just so interesting that it's something that I don't think like the world has just kind of stopped Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And also on the other hand with the social thing, like if you are feeling lonely and you are feeling like you want people to talk to and reach out to, we said it when we were, t- oh, actually, we're going to talk about it on Friday, that there's like so many online communities that you can join and and meet people and make friends. And I know Brenda has made a lot of friends that way. Our guest on Friday, Arielle, Brenda actually has met through one of her online communities and they've become really best friends. And they're a great example of how you really can connect deeply with people that you've never met before in person. So if you're feeling lonely, find, think about what communities you want to be a part of and look them up on Facebook, look them up on online. They're, they're out there and there's people waiting to connect to you. So you'll hear from Arielle on Friday about like a ton of incredible stuff. She's in amazing with discipline and sharing her story with her physical journey. And it, she's amazing. And Brenda and her have formed an
1: incredible relationship just online. Yeah. And it and it's been super special. So I think it's out there. Believe that it's out there. Look for it and know that eventually you will find that safe space. I think a really um great way place to start is with any podcast that you listen to. We're hoping to create a community sooner than later and, uh-huh. and have all that available to you guys. But um for right now, if there are any podcasts that you really love and really connect with their mission and values and all those things, uh search it. They probably have a Facebook group, especially if they're more if they're a more well known podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great place. There are people who like become part of each other's like weddings and, and all that stuff through online communities. So yeah, definitely search for it. And I know there's a lot of fear behind like, oh my gosh, we've been taught not to speak to strangers for our whole life, (laughs) Um, but there are definitely ways that you can meet people in a, in a safer context.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Cool. So, bud, should we, before we kind of wrap up, should we do a little like binge this? I would love to do. Shin, I think me and Brenda we're going to share some some things that we've been loving, some books, some shows, some podcasts, some other resources, Instagram accounts and so if you're feeling bored or you're looking for things to do or things to follow, change it up or things to be inspired by, we're going to give you some a little list of some things that we've been loving. Perfect, perfect. So do you want to start with podcasts? Let me find my note. But yeah, let's start with some podcasts.
1: Sweet. Um, So for my podcast recommendations, I love Press Send. Janae Alexander. um, She has the best energy. She has some really cool guests on and she's just super real. I love her. We we love her. We're obsessed with her actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Then also the Lady Gang. Um, Their episodes are, they have, two episodes a week and one is shorter than the other. So they can be a pretty quick listen. They have some really cool celebrity guests often and they're just really raw about the girl stuff. Like I feel like they share really, I don't know, I don't want to say embarrassing things, but things that like people wouldn't normally say out loud, they're constantly sharing. Um, so they're just funny, a good comedic relief. And Mary's Cup of Tea has a podcast that she recently started, but I think she's about 10 episodes. So in she is so dynamic, she is in her twenties, so some support to a a girl in her 20s and she's just so insightful, she's so wise and is really real about her recovery journey with an eating disorder, but she really goes into so much more than that. She talks about sexual health, she talks about her past with codependency, um, just so many tips. She has a really great episode about what she's learned in her 22 years of life and it's it's a it's a really good one. Check her out.
0: Love those. Um so I wanted I I I second a lot of those, but I'm going to do different ones so that we have options. Um, Lauren Everett's like my, you know, my idol, you hear me talk about her all the time, the Skinny Confidential, her podcast with her husband. It's so good. They get on such incredible, like high achieving guests. And I feel like I learn something every single time I listen to that podcast. Like I learned something or feeling inspired or feeling like, I just, like, took something away. So tangible. So I love the Skinny Confidential. If I want to laugh, um, I love Jackie Schimmel's The Bitch Bible. She is just hilarious. Like, it's literally just her basically just rattling off on, a, on an hour-long tangent. But I think that she's so funny, and she just provides me, like, so much joy. She, like, sometimes puts on her phone calls with her 90-year-old grandmother, which I just think are hilarious. And then... Um, my third one would be I'm really loving dr Phil's podcast fill in the blank I just love him I think his voice is really soothing I mean he's just so smart those are mine
1: all right what's what's the next category bud books what about sure we could do books um I have probably shared this before I'm not a big reader um which I think does come along with some shame sometimes but I do like to listen to books I'm, I do I've realized over the years I like to sit down with a book more but anyways i don't think i have as wide of a range of suggestions as most people but um i love atomic habits that's actually a book that arielle recommended um in her episode but i really do love it because it focuses on building sustainable long-lasting habits in a way that is really realistic because mm-hmm. one of the best quotes that i love from that book is that he says when you are trying to achieve a goal you are trying to win the game, whereas when you're trying to build sustainable habits, you're trying to continue playing a game. And I think that that's what it's all about. So that's a really good one. I also, Julia got me this book, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And I became so obsessed with everything Brene Brown that that's like partially what my tattoo is about. (laughs) Um, She really, really talks about owning your truth and how vulnerability breeds vulnerability and just gives so many specific examples on how to go about things, her research, her experiences with shame and guilt. And I just think she touches on such a cool part of like the human experience and human mind that really allows us to better understand how to navigate our world and navigate ourselves. And I have, there's a recommendation that I'm about to give you that doesn't, there's a book that Ashley and I are starting to read this week called The Four Agreements. Everyone has recommended it to me. I'm recommending it to you so that you can join our book club, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't have it physically. Um, I'm listening to that book, but I've had it recommended to me so many times. So um, this isn't for me. It's from everyone else in the world. And if you want to join our book club, let me know. I love that. Join <laughs> Brenda's book club. Hit her up. Okay, mine are
0: my number one like all-time favorite book other than The Little Prince, which I'm I'm not I mean you should read that, but I'm not going to put it on the list be- even though everyone should read it and it's really inspiring and beautiful. Um that's my real all-time favorite book, but my other favorite book is Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. She wrote Wild if you know about that, Reese Witherspoon, but that book is so beautiful. It is just like it's Sections, So it's, like, really easy to read because it's basically, like, five-page stories at a time. And she, at one time, ran an advice column. And it's just excerpts from her, from the questions she received and the advice she gave. And it's so beautiful. And it covers, like, every area of life that you could ever want advice in and I just think she's really brilliant and the book is beautiful and it's moving and it's inspiring so tiny beautiful things I would def- highly highly recommend um the other book I'm loving is The War of Art by Stephen Presserfield that's really good for any like creatives talking about resistance and stuff so that's really great especially at this time Yeah. And so other than those two, of course, Daily Stoic, Big Magic, which I talked about last week. And I do love The Little Prince. So if you want something really different, go read that. That's my favorite book ever. Should we do like TV shows slash films? Let's do it.
1: Um, Okay. I loved One Tree Hill. Loved Parenthood. These are TV shows. Mm -hmm. Um, Something a little bit different. I loved Dexter. Super, super like on edge. Interesting survivor and lost two totally different shows <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed those and giving you a really wide variety and most recently I watched this documentary don't fuck with cats I thought it was gonna be all about cats it wasn't <laughs> um it was like about a serial killer and it was really interesting three hour long documentary so those are my tips for some tv shows and movies i really loved coco the disney oh i love film. Coco. it was just so so cute the proposal in 27 dresses a little nice little mix i really loved crazy rich asians for some reason i um, loved that Probably like a, a, it seems random, but I really love that. And um, Gone Girl, I thought was good too. Mm,
0: Good Rex, bud. I think that there's never a bad time for a Harry Potter marathon. Mm. So love that. Um, Right now I'm watching Unorthodox on Netflix. That's really incredible. Uh, Also Sex Education on Netflix. That's a British show. It's really, really good. And I love a food documentary. I love like a learning documentary. So we just watched Meet the story of bourbon on Hulu. That was really fun, like learning about the story of bourbon. Um, there's also Psalm and Psalm into the Bottle. Those are two Netflix documentaries if you want to learn about sommeliers and wine. I love those. And then we're just always constantly binging Seinfeld and The Office if you want something fun and uplifting. And yeah, I feel like those are... I have like a thousand movie recommendations, but I'm not going to get into them. There's too many out there. But that's what I'm watching right now. Those
1: are all the things I've been...
0: Cool.
1: And what about some Instagram people that we follow?
0: Yeah, some like Instagrams or resources. I really love Gathered Nutrition. She's back to cooking. She is like a cooking Instagram, but her stuff is like more on the healthy side, and she makes like really fun, cool, different recipes. So I really love her Instagram, and everything just looks like super beautiful. I love Tank's Good News. He has a podcast too, but I haven't listened to his podcast. But like his Instagram is just like good news all the time, which is really cute. If you want some like uplifting
1: things on your feed, what are you loving, bud? I really, um, in terms of like. Food and recipe ideas. I like chocolate covered Katie. Um, she has a blog. It is definitely a lot of desserts, but still has a lot of, again, on the healthier side, some regular meals and stuff like that. So she's really awesome. I also love the Wellness for Life blog, which is also an Instagram page. She has a lot of recipes also. Um, so I personally like focus on their like desserts and stuff that they share because I like to bake more than, than I cook, but they do have both available and they're really good. I really love the bird's papayas Instagram. She just mm-hmm. gives so many wonderful realities um, and is super vulnerable all the time about almost a lot of body related stuff, but also relationships, sexual health, all these things that aren't talked about as much. Um, Oh, and one more, like, food-related one is Erin Lives Whole. She also has a lot of, like, whole ingredients and um, a lot of recipes that she shares. Some good Instagram pages to shift up your feed. Um, McZazon, who Gabby talked about last week, is also really, really inspiring and really helps show, like, the differences in what we see in the media or people that are presented with what we, like, originally defined as an ideal body type and she like puts herself next to it showing like when you're sitting in a certain angle or standing and i don't know she's just she's incredible
0: awesome yeah i feel like you were looking for some fun things um hopefully we provided some things that you haven't
1: that you didn't know about yet totally i excited for you guys to hear ariel she i just admire her so much she's so I just love her energy. She just leads with so much confidence and um, it's just contagious, honestly. And she's just so insightful. She provides so many tangible tips. She's a great person and her story is really, really inspiring
0: yeah i was editing it and chris was sitting on the couch next to me and he was like he was like stop pausing it like because i was like pausing the edit he's like i'm trying to listen to her story and i was like i'm editing but like that's how good her story is that's how awesome she was so definitely check out Friday's episode. And then next week we're kind of changing it up. We're going to be talking about some relationship stuff and love stuff. And that's going to be really interesting too. So stay tuned, keep listening, keep sharing. If you feel so inspired, leave us a review, leave us some stars and share with your friends. we can all feel really lonely right now. So what we're here to do is make everyone feel less alone. So We hope hope that
1: that's what we're doing out here. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to
1: start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia.